0: And to every tribe, but our Bible says kindreds, tribes, and tongues, that means to all the people that speak all languages, they must be reached. So that when the judgment comes, no one should have an excuse, but should say, Indeed, I heard the gospel of the kingdom with my own ears in my own language. Because today when Brother Frank is visiting many countries, the only medium of expression is English. But there are many people who interpret the message into other languages. So all tongues, nations, tribes have received this message and uh, we are really grateful that today it was not our time this trip was not meant for us but we just asked the brother whilst you have uh, a stop over here in route to Europe that he must address us. Now, without wasting time, I will say, as Cornelius said in in the scriptures, when Peter came to his house, that now therefore we are all here present before God to hear all things that are commanded thee of God. That is also what we will say. Uh, May God bless you all. We shall sing a chorus and i will asking our precious brother to come forward. We don't want to waste much of your time because we just took the brother from the airport straight here so that he must go and have a rest. He died of a broken heart for me. He died of a broken heart Oh, me. Wow as love for me and you he died of a broken heart he died of a broken heart for me he died of a broken heart oh, what? i love for you and me. Da dove brok den ha? Da da dove For me da da dove Oh what? i love for you and me, da. Don't broke, Da, do For me, da, don't Oh, wow.
1: God bless you all. I certainly deem this a very, very great privilege to be here tonight and to share God's word with you. I do especially appreciate all my friends, my dear brothers, right from Cape Town and the different cities. God bless you. God bless you in a very, very special way. Then also, Brother Tati was mentioned Would you stand once again? This is my beloved brother from Belgium, from Brussels, who accompanies me to all the French-speaking countries in Africa. God has used him in a mighty way. God bless you, beloved brother. Have a look to the congregation. (laughs) God bless you. Sure, sure. Well, it's not easy for me to speak here today. It's always if I go to different countries and sharing the word of God, that's my direct commission. When I think about South Africa, I have very pleasant memories from the beginning, from the very beginning of sharing the Word of God with many, many, in the days of Sidney Jackson. How many knew Brother Sidney Jackson? Hardly anyone. You did, you did, just a very, very few. But he was a friend of Brother Branham as I was, and we met, and he invited me to come to South Africa, and we had wonderful meetings in all the main cities in this country. But after 1979, something very unpleasant happened to me a brother from Pretoria picked me up at the hotel near the airport to have a cup of tea with a dear brother. And during this cup of tea, suddenly the brother said, Brother Frank, you don't believe the message. And I had at that time already taken the message to 86 countries. I had taken the message at that time to 86 countries. Now I look back to have taken the message to 145 countries. But the moment this dear brother said, Brother Frank, you don't believe the message and therefore you don't preach the message. I said, Beloved brother, this cannot be true. And then he just made a very brief statement and saying, You don't believe the seven thunders and therefore you don't have the message. And you don't preach it. Needless to say, I'm not a man of discussions. But I left the rest of the tea in the cup. And with tears, I asked the brother to take me back to the hotel. Now I look back to another time since then when God opened the hearts and the understanding of the brothers and also of you dear sisters to know what God is doing now. And I shall have to read a number of scriptures and then also include the testimony. First, I'd like to draw your attention to one very, very important fact. First, God makes promises. And when the time comes, he fulfills what he promised. And true faith anchors into the promised word of God. If you don't have a promise, you have imagination but not faith. You go with this to Romans chapter 4 where the scripture says Abraham believed God. When did he believe God? When the promise was given to him. And then he saw the promise fulfilled. Then the scripture says in Galatians chapter four, Galatians chapter four, verse 28, that we are the children of the promise. Galatians chapter four, verse 28, now, ye brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise. To this I like to read Psalms 22. And I want you to know that Psalms 22 speaks from the first to the last verse about our Lord and Savior dying on the cross of Calvary, stating the words, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Psalms 22, verse 1. You can read the same words in Matthew, chapter 27, when the Lord was at the cross. But my point is in verse thirty. In verse thirty A seed shall serve him. It shall be accounted as, to the Lord as a generation. A seed, a seed shall serve him. Then in Isaiah chapter 53, verse 10, we read Isaiah chapter 53, verse 10. You got your Bibles with you? It says in the last part, and his seed shall serve him, his seed, his seed. If you go. To Matthew chapter 13, there were two sowers. The Son of Man was sowing the good seed. The enemy was sowing the wrong seed. In verse 37 and 38, we read, The good seed are the children of the kingdom of God. Our brother just referred to Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. This gospel of the kingdom must include every promise God made to us, which must be and is being fulfilled in our time. As you all know, beloved brothers and sisters, dear friends, the New Testament begins with the fulfillment of prophecies and promises from the Old Testament. And I just love to emphasize that John the Baptist was a promised prophet, not only a prophet, There were many prophets, but John the Baptist was a promised prophet, and his ministry was part of the plan of salvation at the very beginning. So we understand, Luke chapter 16, verse 16, the law and the prophets were unto John. And from that time, the kingdom of God was being preached. So, the New Testament is a reality of what God promised in the Old Testament. In fact, the whole plan of salvation that God ordained from before the foundation of the earth and made known unto us throughout the Old Testament is coming to a climax in our day as we shall see in a few moments. In Isaiah chapter 40, verse 3, the scripture says, A voice cries in the wilderness, Prepare, prepare ye the way of the Lord Malachi 3 verse 1 says I will send my messenger not just a messenger my messenger before my face to prepare my way a true man sent from God does not prepare his own way he does not blow his own trumpets. He prepares the way of the Lord so the glory of the Lord can be revealed. In Matthew chapter 11, verse 10, our Lord confirmed the ministry of John the Baptist as being the fulfillment of, of the promise from the Old Testament. The same you find in Mark chapter 1, verse 2 and 3. The same you find in Luke chapter 1, verse 17. And in Luke chapter 1, verse 76. Write to Luke chapter 3, verse 3 and 4 i want you to know beloved brothers and sisters that in the new testament the main the main subject was to show to show that what god had promised came to fulfillment and still comes to fulfillment according to the word of god therefore from Matthew chapter 1 to the last verse in the Gospel of John, we have the records of our Lord and Savior from his birth, his life, his ministry, his suffering, his death, his resurrection, his going to heaven. And then in the book of Acts, we do have the blessings about what God has done since the New Testament church was established and the life of Christ. And please hear this. The life is in the blood. Leviticus chapter 17, verse 11 says, The life is in the blood. When Christ shed His life, I mean, gave His life and shed His blood, on the day of Pentecost, that life that was in Christ came into those who were redeemed by the blood. The same eternal life, the same life of God, that was in Christ, is in all true believers. There's only one form of eternal life. And therefore, the scripture says, in 1 John chapter 5, verse 11 and 12, he that has the Son of God has eternal life. So we understand from the scripture It's a reality. Redemption is a reality. The forgiveness of sins, justification, sanctification, the infilling of the Holy Spirit is a reality. And we must have these personal experiences. And therefore, if you truly believe that God was in Christ, reconciling the world with Himself, that Christ, as the Lamb of God, shed His blood to redeem us and then to give His life into our soul. Therefore, we believe with all our hearts in a perfect redemption that God gave to us in Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Now coming to the second point, which is even more important to us. Let's say this. If we would know what God did in the days of Moses, in the days of Elijah, What God did at the beginning of the New Testament. Maybe even at the time of Reformation. Just eight more years, and it will be 500 years ago when Martin Luther nailed the 95 Theses onto the church in Wittenberg, Germany. It will be 500 years ago. But it's not enough to know that there was a reformation. It's not enough to know that after the reformation, there were revivals, revivals, revivals. There was a John Wesley, a William Booth. There were many others. John Smith and many others. And then little more than hundred years ago, there was the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And not only in Azusa Strait, I met brothers in Kassel, Germany, just north of Frankfurt, who were at the first outpouring of the Holy Spirit in 1909. So I'm acquainted with what God has done through the course of the church history. But I must say this, and I don't smile very often, I always take things very seriously. I have to. But it makes me glad. It makes me to rejoice in the Spirit that I was given the extraordinary possibility to come to know the promised word for our day to know not only william branham but to know the lord in 1949 it was also a special year when i received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. From that time there was a desire in me to serve the Lord. I testified in street meetings wherever, wherever I was. I I just had the fire burning within me. And then in nineteen fifty five Brother Branham came to Switzerland in Germany. And friends, I saw Bible days with my own eyes. Not only the transparent which said Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today and forever, I saw the reality of the ministry that our Lord had in his day. Just to say it very briefly. When Brother Branham, at the end of the preaching, gave the altar call, hundreds came to the front to be prayed for. But after that, before praying for everybody in a general prayer, he had about 15 to 20 people lined up on the platform to pray for them and for every person standing before brother Branham in the prayer line the Lord showed him a vision and he could tell the person the name the city they came from the problems the illness they had I sat there And sometimes there were up to 16,000 people. We had never seen something like this. And friends, even in the first service, a girl born blind received her sight. We wept. We praised God. After the prayer, Instantly, the girl could say. She ran across the platform. And Brother Branham called her back and said, Please, tip with your finger to my nose. And she came back and just tipped his nose like this. So, friends, I don't want to take too much time to speak about these things that I saw. I say this for one purpose, in 1955 I had no knowledge of the promise of Malachi 4. I had no knowledge of what, cont- what is contained in the promises for our day. But this much I knew, no one can do the things which are happening here unless God be with him. So meeting after meeting, the same ministry, the same revelation, the visions were shown. And Brother Branham could say to his sister, you come from Hamburg, you're a nurse, you work in a hospital, I see you. And speaking, telling her, all the details he could talk to a brother the next time and say you come from berlin he could tell the couple with the born blind girl you're coming from switzerland he could tell me on august the 15th which was a monday morning you are a minister of the gospel so From the very first service, I was convinced that this is a man of God. And then there was one desire. I didn't have the longing to become somebody or to have the gift of healing. But there was something in me. I wanted to know what this man believes, what he teaches how he baptizes, how he believes in the Godhead, because already at that time, I had been to different conventions in the full gospel circles, and I knew about the different doctrines. So I wanted to know what this man teaches and what he believes. And it was in 19. 58 at the Dallas, Texas Convention, arranged by Gordon Lindsay, where Brother Branham was the main speaker in the evening services, where God opened my spiritual understanding. One service, the next service, the third service. And then I just knew I have to go and talk to Brother Branham. And this is what I did. At the end of our conversation, I asked him, I said, Brother Branham, I see the difference between your ministry and the ministries of all the other preachers and evangelists. I said, please, could you tell me what it is all about? Just a very brief statement. Brother Frank, I have a message that I must bring. And then he explained a few things at the end of that conversation. And by the way, it was June the 11th. 1958 when Brother Branham said, Brother Frank you will return to Germany with this message. And I had no knowledge of what message means. Just him saying the difference between me and all the others is that I have a message that I must bring. And then at the end saying you will return with this message to Germany and then I got five of the most blessed tapes to take with me and from 1958 I listened to every sermon Brother Branham preached in the USA every sermon was sent to me In Germany and I heard every sermon not only one time two three times and then came the time when I had to translate every sermon especially all the sermons that were preached after the opening of the seven seats and by the way in December 62 When I was together with Brother Branham, he told me that in January 63, he will move to Tucson because of a vision that the Lord had shown him of the appearing of the seven angels in that supernatural He told me in person. And he even asked me to speak for him in Los Angeles at the Clifton's Cafeteria in the full gospel businessmen's meeting arranged by Demas Shekarian. So I preached in December 1962 in Brother Branham's Stead in Los Angeles, and Brother Branham gave me two more references from brothers in Edmonton, and also one other in the USA. I'm only mentioning these things for one purpose. I didn't jump from heaven into something, but the Lord arranged it in such a way that step by step, I was led into the promised word of this day. And now to emphasize it, to let you know the difference, when the ministry of John the Baptist was spoken of, we always find the word prepare. When the ministry of the prophet that was promised to come before the great and dreadful day, then we read the word restore. And by the way, only one time, very, very swiftly, Brother Branham mentioned Matthew 17, 11. Not emphasizing it, not going into detail, but I have to. In Malachi chapter 4, we all know the promise. I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes before you can know and have divine orientation you must read the scriptures which speak about the day of the Lord you must read Isaiah chapter 13 from verse 6 you must read Joel 2 You must read Haggai. You must read Zephaniah. You must read the scriptures. Do you know what the Lord meant when he gave the promise? I will send you Elijah the prophet before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. According to Isaiah chapter 49 verse 6 to 8, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 verse 2 we are now in the day of salvation in the acceptable time of grace but before this time ends and before the terrible day of the lord breaks forth god promised to send a prophet in this prophetic age. Friends, this is a prophetic age, an age in which Bible predictions and Bible prophecies are being fulfilled. I like to see the congregation. Thank you. And I hope you understand this, when God says, I will, I will send you Elijah, the prophet, before that great day, you must go to the prophet, Joel. You must read from verse 28 to 31, where the scripture says, sun will turn into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. So we have an understanding what the day of the Lord will be, the terrible day, the day of judgment, the day of vengeance. Day of but before that day breaks forth, at, at the end of the time of grace,
2: God promised
1: to send a prophet
2: like Elijah.
1: What for? To restore, to restore, to restore. Not to bring a new gospel, not to add to the word of God, but to restore us back to
2: restore.
1: The New comme was l'Église at du Nouveau Testament the very beginning. était au Let commencement.
3: Permettez-moi
1: vous lire quelque chose Matthew, au
2: sujet
1: de rétablir. Matthew, dans Matthieu, au chapitre 17, in verse 11, et il est écrit au verset, verset 11, our Lord in the New notre Seigneur and dans le this Nouveau is Testament, very, very et c'est très, très important, parce que beaucoup disent
2: de savoir cela, parce que plusieurs disent que c'est seulement dans l'Ancien Testament, mais c'est aussi dans l'Ancien et dans le Nouveau Testament.
1: Dans Matthieu chapitre 17, verset 11, et Jésus, il répondit, il leur répondit, « Il est vrai qu'Élie doit venir et rétablir toutes choses.
2: le Verbe rétablir. Et frères et sœurs, chers
1: amis, nous devons toujours trouver le mot-clé, le mot-clé qui est lié à
3: la promesse pour ouvrir le ministère, pour voir la connexion dans le plan du salut, pour rétablir
1: qu'avait fait Élie selon un roi chapitre 18 il a pris les douze pierres selon les douze tribus d'Israël Il répara l'autel,
2: il rétablit l'autel, il n'a pas apporté une nouvelle religion ou une nouvelle doctrine, mais il a rétabli l'autel, et il a mis le sacrifice sur l'autel,
1: et il a mis l'eau sur le sacrifice, et il a prié. Lord God, let it be known today that thou art the only true God in Israel, and I'm your servant. And the fire fell. And in verse 37, we read that the Lord God turned the hearts of the people back to himself, back to God, back to God. It's important that through the ministry, the, the contact from God to God's people is established, not to the preacher, not to the prophet, but it is so very important that you have personal contact with your Lord and Savior. And, and even in this message, many know William Brannan, but many don't know the
2: Lord. Many don't
1: know the Lord. And friends, it is absolutely important to know that we are now living in the last moments, in the last moments of the time of grace. Then the other place is in Mark chapter 9, verse 12, where our Lord confirmed the promise, thank you, the promise from the Old Testament, and he answered, and said to them Elijah truly cometh first and restores all things. And then in Matthew 17, our Lord referred to the ministry of John the Baptist that it was already done. And in Mark 9, Our Lord refers to the ministry of Elijah, the Tishpike, which had also uh, already happened. But nevertheless, it's not only important to know what was, but what was to come. Both is true. Elijah truly shall first come. This statement was made after the ministry of John the Baptist was finished. And by the way, we had the most wonderful experience yesterday in Madagascar. A brother was very firm to let us know that John the Baptist was already the fulfillment of the promise from the Old Testament, And then we showed him John chapter 1. John chapter 1, when John was asked, you can read from verse 17, and you can continue to read. There were three questions. Are you the prophet? Are you Christ? Are you Elijah? And there were three no's, three no's. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Why not? Two thousand years have come and gone, and sun has not yet turned into darkness, and the moon not into blood. So Bible prophecy can be so close together of things which pertained to the first coming of the Lord and what applies now before the second coming of the Lord takes place. By the way, just before I left Germany, someone from the USA who travels through African countries at that time sent me an email on the 5th of August, and making the following statements in the email. The second coming is finished, and we have to check our thinking in order to say, to understand these truths. We saw the resurrection, the change of body, the rapture, the meeting in the air. Again, I could tear it, I could tear it to pieces. William Branham, the man sent from God, said on the 27th of April, 61, in the message, Only Believe. There are three comings of Christ. He came once to redeem his bride. He comes the next time in the rapture to catch the bride away. He comes the third time for the millennium with the bride.
2: That is Bible teaching. That is Bible teaching.
1: But believe me, beloved brothers, especially your ministering brethren, there are so many different spirits at work. They don't care about what the scripture says. They just live in the world of imagination. And friends, let me say this right now. Everything that is connected to the plan of salvation is a reality. And every promise, every promise when the time comes will be a reality. I already mentioned, and i say this again,
2: the birth of the Savior
1: was not a revelation it was a promise and then it was a
2: reality
1: his ministry was a
2: promise
1: in isaiah chapter 35 it says
2: the blind will see the lame will walk
1: when the lord would come it was a promise but then when the promise was fulfilled it was a reality so his death was promised and then it was a reality his resurrection was promised and then it was a reality psalms 16 verse 10 to 11 you read i will not leave his soul in hell nor his body to see corruption so there was a promise and the promise was
2: fulfilled and how
1: brother branham emphasizes that and then of course all the other things Even the going up to heaven. In Luke chapter 24, verse 50 and 51, our Lord took the disciples up to Bethany on the other side of the Mount of Olives, raised his hands over them and blessed them and before their eyes. He was taken to glory. And then you go to Acts chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. The heavenly messenger said, the same Jesus that was taken from you into heaven will come in the same way as you have seen him going up. And then you take all the other scriptures which speak about that great event, the greatest in the history of mankind. There's no greater event than the return of Christ, the raising of the dead in Christ, and the living to be changed
2: and together
1: to be taken up in the air to meet the Lord and go with Him to the marriage supper. Even there, you must take every Scripture which speaks about the second coming of Christ, not giving your own interpretation. If you go to Matthew
2: 25, The
1: scripture speaks about the bridegroom. Behold, the bridegroom comes. Go ye out to meet him. And in verse 10 you read, they that were ready went into the marriage and the door was closed. And then you go to Revelation chapter 19, which blessed are those who are invited for the marriage supper of the Lamb. You must go from Scripture to Scripture
2: and
1: and forget your own thoughts. Just let the Word of God, let the Word of God
2: speak. And by the way,
1: beloved, in verse 6 in Matthew 25 and at the end it says go ye out to meet him
2: à, à where
1: is the connection it's in 2nd corinthians, corinthians chapter,
2: chapter 6, 6
1: from verse 14 but especially in verse 17 ye might be come out from among them and be separate says the lord And then from there, you go to Revelation chapter 18, verse 4. Ye, my people, come out from among them that you don't partake of their sins and judgment. So you must take the scriptures and put them together, place them correctly, according to the plan of salvation. And then... You will see that there is no contradiction. Everything in the scriptures and the way it happens is in a heavenly atmosphere. And so we understand from the word of God that before the return of Christ, There must be a time of restoration. Be honest, beloved brothers and sisters. Everything must be restored. The true doctrine, the true faith, the true life of Christ, the true love of God for the Word, for the Lord, for one another. The brotherly love must be restored to everything that was at the beginning. So the outpouring of the Holy Spirit, as I said before, the life of Christ on the day of Pentecost entered the hearts and the life of the believers. When Paul says, now I live no more, but Christ lives in me. That was not just said, that was reality. It was reality. Why? In Galatians chapter 2, he says, I'm crucified with Christ. You must be crucified with Christ. You must die to yourself, to your own will, to everything that you are. And by the way, only if we are in the Word of God, we can be in the will of God. If you're in the will of God, you're in the, of God, in the Word of God, and God only confirms His Word. This must be always understood. Now, in Acts chapter 3, we have also the promise, what will take place before our Lord returns. You can read from verse 17 in Acts chapter 3 that God will send the times of refreshing where is the promise, the promises in Isaiah chapter 28 verse 12. And then continues to say about Christ our Lord in verse 21 whom the heaven must receive until the times of restitution of all things which God has spoken through the mouth of all his holy prophets since the time began. So God has spoken, God made promises. And beloved, Let me say this very, very strongly. We are now at a time when the statements from the Vatican become more, more clear what the purpose of the Roman Church is. We are receiving the direct news from the Vatican. Yes, and the Vatican made the declaration that there's only one church of Jesus Christ, and that is the Catholic Church. There is no salvation outside the Catholic Church, and all the Protestant churches are just religious associations, religious assemblies, but they are not the body of Christ. He even used the word bride. The Pope used the word bride. Only the Catholic Church is the bride. We understand that this is not the truth. But what I'm trying to say is this, that all the other churches, they bow down, they bow down, and they hear, and oh, we're not the church. And finally, every denomination will go and join the World Council of Churches. And the World Council of Churches will join Rome so that there will be one shepherd and one flock. And here is what I have to emphasize. Before this takes place, the calling out must be, now is the time of calling out. Calling out, coming out, and going in. Coming out from all that is not according to the Word of God, and going into all that is in agreement with the Word of God. And friends, I tell you, if you don't take... What we call the entire message, seriously. Please read what Brother Branham said about the World Council of Churches. Read what he said about the Roman Church. Read these prophetic utterances Brother Branham made.
2: And of course,
1: we have to understand that now, and if I say this, please get it the right way. Today, we have a better understanding than 44 years ago, or 30 years ago, or even 20 years ago. The Holy Spirit just shows us all these things in detail. And so we understand, just to emphasize the teachings that Brother Branham had to restore the teaching about God, about the Godhead
2: believing
1: that there's only one God.
2: There were never more than one God. But
1: this one God is Spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. And throughout all eternity, God, in the fullness of spirit and light and life, was to himself, and at the beginning of time, he came out of that eternal fullness, and therefore we read in the beginning, Genesis chapter one, verse one: "In the beginning, eternity has no beginning; eternity has no end. In the beginning, God created the heavens." And the earth. What was it? God, the invisible, became visible, walking as Lord in the Garden of Eden. Being together with Adam and Eve especially, in the evening time, have fellowship with them, they knew the Lord personally. It was not God the Spirit. It was God the Spirit manifested in a visible form of appearing. And over 6,000 times throughout the Old Testament, We read the terminology, the Lord God, the Lord God. So you go through the Old Testament, and even Abraham and the prophets, they knew God personally, but they did not know him in spirit form. They knew him the way he revealed himself, like in Genesis chapter 18. The Lord himself and two angels visited Abraham, sitting down under the oak, eating and drinking. And in verse 17 we read, how can I keep from Abraham what I'm going to do? Abraham was the prophet at that time. And the two angels went to Sodom and arrived there in the evening. That's what the scripture says. But the Lord stayed with
2: Abraham. Even Brother Branham, and
1: this I like very much, in Genesis 18, where Brother Branham comes back to many times before praying for the sick. He said the same sign the Lord gave to Abraham when he made the promise that Sarah will have a son. And we all know Sarah was 90 at that time, and Abraham was 100, and that's a bit late. And Sarah was behind in the tent. And she did not laugh out loud, but she laughed within herself. And the Lord looked at Abraham and said, Why
2: did Sarah
1: laugh? You know what Brother Brian did? He turned his back to the congregation all together three times and said that you might know that the same sign of the Son of Man is being revealed now and is taking place at the last sign to the church of Jesus Christ as it was then made known to the Jews and to the Gentiles and not to the Gentiles but to the Jews and the Samaritans our Lord would say in John chapter 1 before Philip called you I've seen you under the tree he could say, when, when Andrew brought his brother, he could say, your name is Simon, your father's name is Jonas. He could say to the woman at the world, five husbands you had, the one you've got now is not your husband. He could say to the disciples, go into the village. There is a man who carries the water. Tell him, in your home, the Lord would like to have the Passover. He could tell other disciples, go and get the phone and the ash and bring them here. And if the owner will ask you, just tell him we will send them back so that Zechariah chapter 9, verse 9 could be fulfilled. So our Lord had the ministry of a prophet because Moses had said in Deuteronomy chapter 18, The Lord, our God, will raise a prophet from among you. And then, the same ministry, brothers and sisters, the same ministry repeated in our time, as I tried to tell you right at the beginning. Brother Branham saw visions, and he could tell the people where they came from and so forth. And Brother Branham emphasized, and said, this is the sign of the Son of Man, the sign for the New Testament believers, for the Church of the New Testament. It is a sign, and our attention was drawn to the message, and the message is the Word of God revealed in our time with all the promises that God made in his word. So to say it in brief, we do believe according to the Holy Scriptures that there's only one God. But in the New Testament, not in the Old, in the New Testament, God revealed himself in heaven as our Father, on earth in his only begotten Son in the believers by the Holy Spirit three manifestations of the same God in the Old Testament for the period of 4000 years nobody spoke about a father in heaven nobody spoke about a son no, it was Lord God Lord God but here is the point God wanted us back as sons and daughters so He manifested Himself in Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son to adopt us, to bring us back, to place us back to forgive all our sins and to give us eternal life and place us back into our original position that we lost through Adam. So. It's not something that we should discuss about, but something that we should save from the plan of salvation, how God and how we had to do these things first. And here is the point, please don't miss it. Before the Son was born, the angel Gabriel gave the promise to Mary, and she was shocked. When she heard that you will bear a son, she just didn't know what to what to think. And she said, how can it be? I don't know of any man. And then came the answer. The Holy Ghost will overshadow you, and the power of the Most High will come upon you, and that which is born of you will be called the Son of God. Here is the point, beloved brothers and sisters. First, the Word, the promise. As soon as Mary received the Word of promise, the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. As soon as we receive the Word of God, the promised Word of God, something must happen. Something must happen to you. Something must happen to me. The Holy Spirit must come upon us and the new life must be
2: manifested in
1: us. You cannot do it by yourself, but by the grace of God. So we understand that the Trinity teaching is totally, totally wrong. There are not three eternal ones, there's one eternal. And even in the Lord's prayer, He said, when you pray, then pray our Father who art in heaven. I never heard anybody pray our our son who art in heaven. I never heard anybody pray our Holy Ghost who art in heaven. Everybody, even in all denominations, they only pray our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So we understand from the Scriptures, the revelation of God the Father in Jesus Christ, His only begotten Son, to redeem us, to bring us back. And friends, just like the side of Adam was opened and Eve was taken out from him, So the sight of Christ was opened on the cross of Calvary and the blood was shed and the bride was redeemed. And our Lord would say like it is in Ephesians chapter 5, Paul says, I speak in a mystery of Christ and the church, flesh of his flesh. Bone of his own spirit of his spirit. Just as Christ the son of God we are sons and daughters of God and the scripture says I read it to you especially for those who sometimes tend to believe strange doctrines the holy scripture is very very plain On the second coming of Christ. And there, we shall read from Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 9, the last verse. Hebrews chapter 9, verse 28. So Christ was, Christ suffered and died and so forth. And then it says here, you can, the light is just blending me a bit. And it says here, He shall come. He shall come the second time. He shall come the second time to redeem us, uh, to, to receive us. The first time He came to redeem us. The second time He comes to, to receive us. And then if you go to John chapter, first John chapter two, First John chapter 2, it says in the last two verses, and now, little children, you can read these verses. And now, little children, it's addressed to us. And then in chapter 3, verse 2 and 3, it has not yet appeared what we shall pray, but when he shall appear, We shall see Him, and we shall be like He is. So we understand the great purpose of the plan of salvation, to bring us back, to bring us back. And finally, beloved brothers and sisters, in John chapter 20, verse 17, our Lord said, I go to my Father and to your Father, To your, uh, to my God and to your God. He was the first born among many brothers. I don't know if you realize the high calling, the highest calling there is in the universe. We have received through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. And friends, let me say also this. The greatest responsibility that was ever on the face of the earth is right now with us who share the promised word of God, the message of the hour with God's people. Friends, the last message is the last call and if you miss the last call, you'll miss eternity. You'll miss eternity. You'll miss the rapture. You'll miss the marriage supper of the Lamb. And you must always be reminded on Luke chapter 19 from verse 41, where our Lord went to the mountain, to the mountain of olives, And looked over Jerusalem and wept. And then finally said, How often did I want to gather you as a hen gathers her brood, but you did not want. And then he pronounced judgment saying, You missed the day, the day of your visitation. Friends, I say this, and I must raise or raise my voice a Please, don't miss your day of God's visitation. Stop with your own ways, with your own thoughts, with your own doctrines. Be returned to God. Be restored to the Word in every way, in every way in your life in the church, in the ministries, in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Everything must be restored. Let me say this. The ministry of Brother Branham was the greatest ministry in the 2000-year period. The direct fulfillment of the promises from the Old Testament And it was not Malachi who said it. Malachi just wrote it. But God said, I will send you Elijah the prophet. And I don't know if you noticed it. But in Matthew 17, we read, And Jesus answered and said, Not Peter, not Paul. And Jesus answered and said, Truly, Elijah shall first come and restore all things. After the Lord has spoken to you that clearly, I'm sure you will not go to a pastor in a denomination and say, Dear pastor, there is a teaching like this and this. And what do you say? Please don't do it. If Jesus Christ has given you the answer directly, why should you blaspheme God and go to a human being and ask Him? If we have the answer in the Word of God, that is sufficient forever and ever. So, the ministry was promised. The ministry was part
2: of the plan of salvation.
1: And friends, if I have to say a few things which do sound personal,
2: but they are not.
1: A call of God is not personal. You don't decide. You're not even asked. Did God ask Moses? Did God ask any prophet? Moses was herding the sheep of his father-in-law Jethro. And what happened? The time had come. The 400 years had passed. And God appeared appeared in the burning bush, speaking to Moses, and sending him, saying, I remember my promise. I've seen the affliction of my people. I'm sending you, and I will be with you the ministry of Moses was a plan was a part of the plan God had in that day John the Baptist's ministry was a part of the plan of salvation as it was a promised prophet William Branham had a ministry which is part of the plan of salvation at this time and friends I would not advise you to bypass it. I would not. I would not.
2: Those who believe
1: Moses believe God. Those who believe John the Baptist believe God. Those who believe the Apostle Paul. And by the way, if you go to Acts chapter 13, verse 47 and
2: 48,
1: the Apostle Paul used the word From Isaiah chapter 49, putting it into the plural, the Lord has made us a light to the Gentiles. Because God is continuing the ministry. A man called like the Apostle Paul directly in his Hebrew language with the audible voice of the Lord his ministry was a plan was in the plan of salvation in all his 13 letters he emphasized his calling right at the beginning I the apostle and servant of the Lord he didn't speak for himself he didn't defend himself he spoke in the name of the Lord and putting all things into the rightful place. So the same applies to the ministry of Brother Branham. But here is the point. And please, don't don't take it to be personal. But William Branham, God's servant and prophet, was invited to come to Zurich, Switzerland, for the meetings of the four gospel businessmen. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him, saying, Don't make this trip, because finally there will not be a number of meetings. They just call you because they wish to draw the crowd. Finally, You will be given a chance to speak in one meeting. Don't make this trip. Return to Jeffersonville and put the food in store. And he saw a vision. He was carrying the food by the big basket into the tabernacle. And then the Lord showed him the meaning of this. The revealed word, the promised word of God for this day. A number of times, you can check it, a number of times, Brother Branham refers to this experience that he was to store in or store up the food in the tabernacle in Jeffersonville where he had liberty to preach on every subject. And that's what he did, even the opening of the seven seals and many of the other important subjects. But not a single time was William Branham told that he was also distribute or give out the food. He was only told to store in the food. No more and no less. No more and no less. And if I am, I'm sorry, I could weep and just go and not say anything. But because my ministry is misunderstood, I think there's not a person on the face of the earth who is hated as I'm hated, but also maybe not as loved as I'm loved.
2: <laughs>
1: but, but but, anyway, I, I just have to say this. My ministry is directly, by the will of God, connected to Brother Branham's ministry. And this goes back, you know my testimony, it's not the first time, maybe for some of you, but I heard the tremendous, all-penetrating voice of the Lord with these ears, with these ears, on April the 2nd, 1962, which was a Monday morning, just to make it very brief, I went to the window, pulled the curtains, looked out, nice day, was breaking, the sun was not yet up, and I came into the room, had a short prayer, committing the day to the Lord, and after the prayer, I looked towards the window, and the voice
2: of the Lord
1: came from up, but from the right, like this in my mother tongue in the German language my servant your time for this city will soon be over I will send you to other cities to preach my word these words are just as true as John 3 6 just as true as every verse in this Bible friends I don't want to go into all the details because the Lord continued to speak. When I said, dear Lord, they will not hear me. They've got all things in plenty. They are not ready to listen. The Lord spoke the second time and said, my servant, the time will come when they will hear you store in food for a great famine is coming, then thou shalt stand amidst the people to give out the food. That is just as true as every verse in this Bible. So what should I say? Right from that moment, April the 2nd, I knew, I knew about the storing in of the food. I knew what was meant, but I still
2: took a flight
1: to see Brother Branham. And I saw him on December the 3rd, 1962, in the presence of Banks Woods and Fred Softman. We were sitting at the table, in friends, I had seen
2: this great gift
1: in operation in the meetings so many times in Germany and in the USA. But now, I was just sitting opposite Brother Branham, and he repeated word for word in the precise order the lord has spoken to me in germany and then he said brother frank but you misunderstood you thought there would be a natural famine and you put natural groceries natural food flour potatoes oil everything in store and that is true i misunderstood at the first moment because natural food was was mentioned by name. And therefore, when I saw Brother Branham, he said, you misunderstood. God will send a famine to hear his words and the food you put in store is the promised word for this. And then he explained and explained And finally, he said, Brother Frank, wait with the giving out of the food until you get the rest of the food. And friends, I also say this, and just do with it whatever you may, but when Brother Branham was taken to glory, It was on my birthday, December the 24th, December the 24th. Brother Branham had an accident on December the 18th, but he was taken to glory on December the 24th. And I, Brother Frank, I lie not. I don't come from Texas.
2: I'm not a storyteller
1: i tell you the truth. I saw Brother Branham in a vision going up on a cloud, just leaning over a bit. And when I saw him going up, going up on that cloud, I said in this vision, Brother Branham, you're not the son of man. Why do I see you going up on a cloud? Not knowing that he had the accident, not knowing that he passed away. But later I came to know, and by the grace of God, I can say that God arranges all things by His own will in His own time for a very, very special purpose and then of course as you know I partook in the in the burial I was the last one to see Brother Brenham in the coffin on December the 29th 1965 T.L. Osborne, the renowned evangelist at that time preached the funeral service in Jeffersonville. But Brother Brennan was not buried, he was not buried, he was not not buried until April the 11th, 1966. So I took a flight again to the USA and because I came from Germany, I went to the funeral home. I could go up the wooden stairs on the first floor I saw William Branham in the coffin as the last one. Friends, it was the most tragic day in my life. I never wept as much in my life as I wept on that one day, April the 11th, 1966. And I was talking in prayer to the Lord. I said, Dear Lord, how can the bride be prepared without this ministry you gave to your servant and prophet? For me, a whole world had collapsed. I just didn't know what to think. But
2: at the evening of the same day, April 11th, the
1: Lord I don't say he came into my room,
2: but the Lord
1: reminded me on what he said on April the 2nd and what ce- ce- Brother Branham said on 62, December ce- the 3rd.
2: And the Lord
1: said, my servant, now your time has come to give out the food that was put in store. And you know what I did? On April the 12th and 13th, I gathered all the responsible brethren together in Jeffersonville, speaking about what the Lord had spoken. Brother Woods was there. Brother Softman was there. They could witness that William Brinham spoke to me. They could witness what he said. And I told them, how the things must go on from now on, and this is how the message began to be spread all over the earth. I'm not judging, I'm not judging, but it is a fact.
2: All the brothers in the States expected the
1: resurrection of Brother Brennan. When I arrived for the funeral, the first answer was, we are here for the resurrection of the prophets. And they all would have gone home disappointed forever and ever if Brother Frank would have not called them together the next two days, April the 12th and 13th, and told them what must be done from now on. And friends, I look back to all these many years when we started to print Brother Branham's sermons, when I started to go from city to city, even to the Eastern European countries in the time of the Cold War, so God had a purpose with me knowing William Branham, knowing the message, receiving the divine commission, whatever people say, they will have to they will have to give an account on the day of judgment. I'm not responsible for that. But let us summarise what we try to say here today for not introducing the message to you
2: you are acquainted with what God
1: has done you know about it but friends what I'm worried about is this that so many interpretations have have come into the message like like I read to you from here. The rapture has taken place. We are in the air. The resurrection has taken place. Such a nonsense. When Christ returns and the dead in Christ will rise, that would be a reality. When, when we're changed, it will be a reality. The rapture will be a reality. When Enoch was taken up to glory, was not found on earth. And when we're taken up, we're not going to be found on earth, no. And the Bible says two will be in one bed. One will be taken. One will be left. And take all the many scriptures which speak so clearly about the second coming of Christ. So, beloved brothers and sisters, receive the true teachings. Listen to the servants of Brother Brandon, if you haven't been praying, read them prayerfully and take your Bible and take the two things, the Message and the Bible, and you will see there is 100% agreement with the Scriptures and the Message and with the message and the scriptures
2: if God
1: grants you the grace to put things into the right connection into the right place there are many things that I should or could say but especially like seven thunders or parousia and seven seal and all these things just leave it. Leave it the way it is. Don't put your own interpretation to anything. And especially when it comes to Revelation chapter 10. Revelation chapter 10 will be a reality. Just like the second coming will be a reality. And if the scripture says, That the Lord will come as the angel of the covenant. You know, you have to go back to Exodus chapter 3. You have to go back to Exodus chapter 3, 4, 5, and 6, where the Lord God appeared to Moses as the angel of the covenant. Three things are spoken of the angel, the Lord, and God. You have to go back always to the scriptures and then friends especially
2: when it says
1: that he will put one foot on land and one on sea when he will return to take us home he will not touch land he will not touch sea we will be taken up to meet him in the air but then he will as the original owner before he commences his reign, he will put his foot on land and sea. I could read to you the scriptures from the Old Testament to show you when he will swear as the lion of the tribe of Judah roar, roar like a lion of the tribe of Judah. You have to go to Genesis 49, to see the blessings Jacob pronounced on the tribe of Judah. You have to go to the scriptures until the moment when you come up to Revelation chapter 4, 5, and the other chapters. You always must go back to the Old Testament to understand the New Testament. Let me just read three scriptures in reference to this so that you might understand it a little better. I'm not here to teach. I'm just here to share the word of God. But if you go to the prophet Joel, in the prophet Joel, we have the promises about restoring, but we also have the promise about our Lord to come as the, uh, to roar, as a lion it's in Joel chapter Joel chapter 3 Joel chapter 3 it says here in verse and by the way please, please, please look at this Joel chapter 3 verse
2: 15
1: the sun and the moon Shall be darkened, and the stars shall, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. Again, sun and moon and stars are mentioned. So, before the great day comes, sun will turn into darkness, moon into blood. Here you see the connection. And in verse 16, the Lord also shall roar out of Zion and utter his voice from Jerusalem. I'm reading from the word of God. I'm not reading from a newspaper. I'm reading from the holy word of God. So at that moment, the Lord will roar like a lion. And if you read the end of verse 16 and he will be the strength of the children of Israel and he will be the strength of the children of Israel in connection with the roaring as a lion he's never mentioned as a lion in connection with the New Testament church just in connection with Israel so then you go even to Amos, to Amos, chapter chapter one, Amos chapter one. It says in verse two, and he said, the Lord will roar from Zion, and and utter his voice from Jerusalem. And if you wish, there one more scripture. You go to the prophet Hosea, and here. It is in chapter 11, verse 10. They shall walk after the Lord, and he shall roar like a lion. When he shall roar, then the children shall tremble from the western. You see the whole connection in the prophetic scripture. Beloved, I have to emphasize it. You must always go to every scripture which speaks about the same subject. The best example is Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Everybody can say a thousand times, Our Lord said, Our Lord said, Our Lord said. In Matthew twenty-eight nineteen, 19, Our Lord said, Our Lord said. But did you understand what the Lord said? The apostle Peter was present, when the Lord gave the Great Commission. Go into all the world, teach all nations, baptizing them into the name, singular, baptizing them into the name of Father, Son, Holy Ghost, the New Testament covenant name, the Lord Jesus Christ. So you have to go to Acts chapter two, verse 38. You have to go to Acts chapter 8, verse 15, 16, and 17. You have to go to Acts chapter 10, verse 48. You have to go to Acts chapter 19, verse 5 and 6. You cannot just say, the Lord said, the Lord said, but did you understand what the Lord said? You cannot just say, well, Revelation 10, Revelation 10, Revelation 10. You must see the connection where it needs to be in the plan of salvation. And then, by the way, just for your information, beloved brothers and sisters, and please, please remember, when the Lord called me, He said, I will send you to preach my word. I never preached one thing in the over 12,000 sermons I preached that I should take back. Not one single bit did I have to take back. Because I go from Scripture to Scripture, and God cannot take back His own Word. His Word remains forever and ever. But then here, in Revelation chapter 10 you do have something very special. And it says, when our Lord roared like a lion, seven thunders uttered their voices. And you know what the voice said, which came from heaven? Don't write them, seal them up, seal them up. But the important part comes in verse 5, and then verse verse 6 also, that he swore in verse 6 and swore by him that lives forever and ever and swore this you have to take to Daniel 12 there's just no other way you have to take it to the Old Testament to know where to place it according to the plan of salvation. I read it to you. Daniel chapter 12 verse 7 and I heard and I heard the man clothed in linen who was above the waters of the river who held his hand up, the right hand and the left hand up to heaven and And swore and swore by him that liveth forever and ever that it shall be a time, times, and a dividing of time. Amen. So from the moment of the swearing, there should be a time, times, and a dividing of time. And you, if you take this to the chapters of Revelation, these are three and a half years. And if I could show you from the Holy Scriptures, from the book of Revelation, how perfect Revelation 10 fits into the plan of salvation at the right time to happen. My brothers and sisters, God is still on this throne. And all the world is in harmony. If you take the many interpretations, I was told that there are 27 interpretations of the seven thunders. I just have to say, and everyone is wrong. God is not in a single interpretation. The enemy is in every interpretation. God is only in His Word. And every Word of God will be a reality. Every promise will happen the way God said it in His Word. So don't believe any explanation about Perugia, about this, about that. Just forget it altogether. And let me make this statement. I will never understand
2: why brothers
1: make statements like this brother here, why? To cause division, to cause splits, to draw disciples after himself. Every brother who presents a wrong teaching draws disciples after himself. Every man of God placed into the 5 ministry will be for the upbuilding of the body of Christ. Will never cause a split, but be there blessed by the Almighty God. For the unity of the church of the living God. And this is God's time for God's people to not follow a man, but follow Jesus Christ, follow His holy word, and believe according to the Holy Scripture, and let God take care of the rest. I have to be serious about these things. So may God bless you. May you understand the great responsibility that not only I, but you, beloved brothers, while you're sitting, and those who minister, word. Imagine the responsibility that we do have at this time towards God
2: and towards God's people. Beloved,
1: and I say this,
2: the greatest
1: responsibility of all time. Why? Because this is the most important time, the last call, the last message, the calling out from everything that is not according to the scripture, and the going in, calling out, coming out, and going in. Just like the children of Israel, they were called out of bondage, and they went into the promised land, and took possession of the promised land. So, We, as children of the promise, believe the words of promise, and we shall see them fulfilled. May I ask you how many believe that the return of Christ is imminent? Let me show, show, show. How many things could be said? especially Matthew 24, where our Lord speaks about the end time, wars, rumors of earthquakes, and all these different things. And then he said, take heed that you be not deceived. Deceived. Many deceivers have gone into the world. And the deceivers, I hope you don't misunderstand, the deceivers today, are not in the denominations. Acts chapter 20, from your own midst, from your own midst, brothers will come teaching wrong things. So, we have to watch the inspiration we have come under. You have to be under the direct inspiration of the Holy Spirit. To believe God's original word. If you're under the inspiration of so and so and so and so, you believe what they teach and you're misled. God is only in his word. I even listened I even listened to the sermon to the end of the sermon, the rapture flying from la Madagascar la, la to Johannesburg Madagascar today. And how does Padre Branham emphasize oh, the word, me, word of a God? A so lovely, but so strong. Stay in the word of God. Don't add to the word of God. Don't a take a away. A don't interpret, but stay with the original word of God. So he understands by the grace of God, that there are many wrong teachings going on, causing splits, causing divisions, but there are also true ministries, ministries sharing the word of God, cooperating with one another, esteeming one another higher than themselves being used of God in these final moments of the time of grace. Friends, in closing, let me say this. I also had the great privilege to see and experience the rapture. Yes, yes. I only had a few wonderful supernatural Experience, and every time the Lord has spoken to this day his voice always comes from up but from the right never from direct before me, never to the left never to the rear always from the right and from up like this but there was a moment that I was dying In January 1981, I had been to a number of West African countries
2: and I received
1: four bites by the Sisi fly which carries the malaria tropica. In December 1980, and friends, I just made it back for Christmas and then I got weaker and weaker, had no appetite, could not eat, and then I was taken to the hospital And to make it short.
2: I was given up by the doctors. They didn't know
1: malaria tropica. I live in a small city, not in Hamburg,
2: and until
1: they found out what it was, it was too late. And Professor Becker, And the whole team stood around me. I was just fed by... I could not eat anymore for more than 10 days. I was just fed. I was fed. Yeah, yeah. And then I was given up. And I was pushed into the room where one curtain is to the left and one to the right, where people die. Where people die. And I tell you, it was actually wonderful. I could not speak anymore, but once in a while I could open my eyes and I could still hear. And then I wanted to say these words
2: Dear Lord,
1: how do I stand in your presence? I'm coming over, but how do I stand in your presence? And the next moment, I was taken out of this body, under the blue sky. And when I looked to my right, there was a multitude dressed in white that you could not
2: number.
1: I tell you, it was one of the most blessed supernatural experiences I had. And they were all young. They were all young, about 17, 18, not over 20, just in the blossom of our youth. You remember what Brother Branham saw beyond the curtain of time. He saw that all were young, but I say what I saw, and I was in the first line. It seems that the preachers were in the first line, and I was here in the first line. And when I looked brothers and sisters it was glory waves of glory came through this body that I was in on the other side my old body was laying there and I was up there but waves of glory came through that body and then something very wonderful
2: happened
1: we're going up majestically, not like a rocket, just going up and going up. And then I looked. There was something like a dividing line when you fly and the sun is setting or the sun is is coming up. There's something like a dividing line. And friends, this is precisely how it looked, and I knew, I knew, when we cross that line, we shall meet the Lord. And so, I looked up over that line, and I saw the new Jerusalem coming
2: down.
1: Brothers and
2: sisters, all God promised is a reality.
1: The return of Christ will be a
2: reality.
1: At that time, I did not know what is written in Job, that God will place us back into the days of our youth. At that time, I didn't know the scripture. Where is it in, in, in Job chapter 25, maybe verse 30? You, you know the scriptures. I don't need to... But Job wrote about it that we shall be placed back into the days of our youth. Have you found it, brothers? Job thirty three. I think you know your Bible. Thirty-three. Thirty-three. Yeah. Ezekiel thirty three. Job thirty-three verse Pardon? twenty-five. Job. Job thirty three. Okay. Verse twenty-five. Job thirty-three verse yeah, thank you, beloved brothers. Wonderful. Yes. Verse 25, his flesh shall be fresher than a child's. He shall return to the days of his youth. It's all in the scripture. Beloved brothers and sisters, in the resurrection, there will be no more trace of sin. No more trace of sickness, no more trace of old age. Nothing will be there, will be changed into the resurrection body and we shall be with the Lord forever and ever. What a glorious plan of salvation the Lord has. And we have the privilege to live now when all things come to a climax. And as I mentioned before, in Matthew 24, 33, our Lord said, when you see all these things, you know it's near even at the door. In Mark chapter 13, verse 29, when you see all these things, in Luke 21, also verse 29, when you see all these things, look up, for your redemption is drawing near. We didn't read Second Peter 1. We didn't read many scriptures that we should actually read and share with you. But I'm sure the brothers will take care of that and share with you all the counsel of God. How many of you believe that William Branham was a promised prophet? Amen. 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 How many believe that his message was to forerun the second coming of Christ?
2: That's what he was told. On April
1: the 11th, 1933, as John the Baptist was sent to forerun the first coming of Christ, you are sent with a message that will forerun the second coming of Christ. So the Lord took his servant and prophet, but the message remains with us. Dear children of God, my beloved brothers and sisters, you know... I love you. I love you in the Lord. And I wish to see you again. If not, in this hall or city or country, but the moment the Lord will return. A cloud took him up. A cloud will take us up. A cloud will take the two prophets up. According to Revelation 11, verse 12, after the two prophets will have the ministry and the cloud takes them up to glory.
2: 1
1: Thessalonians 4, and we shall be taken up by the clouds to meet the Lord. He was taken up by a cloud. It all will be a reality. Not interpretation, not explanation, but reality. How many believe in reality? Let us stand. Let us stand. How many wish to rededicate your life to the Lord? Sure, we all. We all. How many wish that the life of Christ would be revealed would be manifested in you as a true child of god how many wish to be called all be prepared made ready to meet the bridegroom all who are part of the bride have a longing have a longing to be ready when the trumpet shall sound the voice of the archangel will be heard And the Lord himself will descend. The message goes forth now to the living. But then, in First Thessalonians chapter 4, the concern is those who died in Christ. And I wish for one brother who can read fluently to come and to read with us from verse 13. What, who come? Brother will you come? Who can read? Very, very, very good. And I want you to pay attention to every word, to every verse, to all that is being said. Would you come now, beloved brother? Would you come now? And just read to us. Have you got your Bibles? First Thessalonians chapter four, mm-hmm.
2: so that all we know mm-hmm. the concern
1: is with those who died in Christ. From mm-hmm. verse thirteen,
2: yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
1: From verse thirteen, we
3: read, "But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep." Which are asleep? Okay. Mm-hmm. Read on. <laughs> that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope okay. for if we believe that Jesus died and rose again even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him which Amen. sleep Amen. in
1: Jesus God Amen. will bring with him Amen.
3: for this we say unto you by the word of the lord that we which are alive and remain Unto the coming of the Lord yes. shall not yes. prevent them which are asleep.
1: Which are asleep. Amen. Yes. For the Lord
3: Himself yes. shall descend yes. from heaven yes. with yes. a shout, yes. with the voice yes. of an archangel, yes. and with the triumph of God. Yes. And the dead in Christ Amen. shall rise first. Amen. Amen. Yes. Then, then we uh-huh. which are alive and yes. remain yes. shall be caught up together with them in the clouds, to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Amen. Wherefore, comfort one another with his ways. Amen. 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 How clear is the word of God?
1: Say amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Word, interpretation is no room, no place. Let us bow our heads. Now I wish to know from you who from this day on will not follow a man who brings any interpretation, but you will take your stand upon the word of God and follow Jesus Christ. Raise your hands. Say Amen. Say Amen. 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 For heaven and earth shall pass away But the word of God remains forever. Stay in the word of God. And we shall see the word of God accomplished and fulfilled at the return of Christ. Let us all pray and rededicate our life to the Lord. And I would like to ask Brother Mortika to come and to pray with us. And we all pray together. We are believed together and we are received together. We take our stand. This is your day of decision. The day the Lord has made for you to hear the word of God and to make your decision to stand alone on the word of
0: God forever and ever. And the Lord shall be with you.
1: My God, yes, dear Lord, yes, my
0: God. Heavenly Father, we thank you once again. Yes, for having god. our brother with us this evening my God father we know that my god. this trip was not for us my god but he made my a god. way for us to my see god. him and hear from you oh, once again god. father we are grateful my God for what you are doing in our time my god. that we can be able my god. to see yes. someone that you had chosen my god. Before the foundation of the world. Well. We remember that day you were on the mount. My God. When you were making a proclamation. My God. That I will send yes. a servant. Yes. A wise oh and God. faithful servant. My God. Oh dear Lord. Head today it is Head a reality. Way. We can oh see God. it with our eyes. Oh we were never been with Brother Bran- Branham.
2: My we God. just
0: read the sermon that he preached, My but God. today My there God. is a man yes. who is continuing yes. with the message My God. that he was left behind. Yes. Father, yes. we know it oh is the message God. that will prepare oh us, God. not interpretations, My but God. the word of God, which is the message of the hour. We are grateful, My dear Lord. That yes. you have made a way yes. for your servant to my be God. at this place. It is oh, an honor for us, O oh God. Oh, Father, we do not know whether we shall meet again. God. But we know if we can't meet here on oh, earth, Lord. we shall meet have in the air. Worry. Father, we have are grateful you. because we have revealed the for gosh. our time, which is preparing us. Oh dear Father, may you keep him, may you take care of him, oh God, he is the carrier of the word of God and we know the enemy is fighting him, oh God, God. we just pray for him that you keep him, I know you keep him until to the end because all my what gosh, you had pronounced must gosh, come to a fulfillment my gosh, dear my lord gosh. we are thankful we lord know we are the most lord blessed the people of this oh, time God. to believe the message oh, in this way we know there God. are many who believe my this God. message in another oh, way God. but lord in the why Bible and Bible. how in the are we on this Bible. side Lord, oh, because God. you foreknew us before My the foundation God. of the world. Father, My we God. will be troubled in every My side, God. but we shall hold on My by God. thy grace. We just oh, pray God. that you may keep yourself. Father, we know bodily he's weak. Oh, but God. Father, may you strengthen My him God. spiritually, dear Lord. May you show him. The things that he must share with us. My Father, we are grateful my in God. this time that we are living. Many do not yes. know what yes. you are doing in this time. But by thy grace, Hallelujah. you have opened our eyes. Hallelujah. We can see. Hallelujah. We were blind, Hallelujah. but we are no longer blind, oh. dear Lord. By thy grace, oh. we ask you to help oh. us to understand. Bless each and oh everyone. Your people yes. who came from near my and far God. just to my hear God. your servant oh, this evening. God. We are grateful, dear my Lord. God. We pray for them that you may be with them and may you take care of them when they return to my their God. different dis- destination. Oh, it is our prayer, Father. Oh, Thank you for the word of God. Amen. Thank you yes. for the testimonies. We are grateful yes. to hear yes. all One more Hallelujah. We ask all
1: Beloved brothers hallelujah. and sisters, Lord, believe it. You are the children of the promise. Lord, you believe the word hallelujah. of promise. Hallelujah. Receive thank the you. Holy Spirit hallelujah. of promise and be led into the word of promise by the holy spirit be under the blood of the lamb receive the life of christ receive the life of christ and be sealed by the holy spirit unto the day of your redemption this is the day the Lord Hallelujah. has made. Rejoice. Hallelujah. Rejoice. And be Hallelujah. glad in
0: it. Glory. Hallelujah. Thank Hallelujah. You, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Lord.
1: And everybody Thank says you, Amen.
0: Amen. Amen.
1: That was not loud Amen. enough. One more time. Amen. Amen. Everybody says, Glory to God. Glory to God. Everybody says, Praise be to Jesus Christ Praise our
0: Lord. Be to Jesus our Lord.
1: Thanks be to God for the message of the hour.
0: Thank you, Lord.
1: Thanks be to Thank God you, Lord. for opening our eyes.
0: Alleluia. Our hearts. Glory our to understanding.
1: Lord. To know the Thank scripture. In its fulfillment.
0: Hallelujah.
1: Beloved brothers and sisters, Amen. it was not intended Amen. that I should be here today. Yes. I was only going to these yes. other countries. Yes. But when the invitation came, oh, my God. I had to just plan my trip via Johannesburg yes, to be here today. Thank you. May God reward you. Thank you. you have Amen. come from this country, from east and west. From south and north. May God bless you.
0: Amen. May
1: He be amen. with you. Amen. May this be a special day amen. by the grace of God amen. in your spiritual life. Amen. In the name amen. of amen. Jesus Hallelujah. Christ, Glory our Lord and Savior. Hallelujah. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Pray for me amen. and I'll be praying for you. Hallelujah. God bless you. Yes, amen. God bless you. God bless you. Amen.
0: Hallelujah. Oh, we are much blessed this evening uh, from the way that we have heard. Indeed, it is a special day. We never knew that Brother Frank would be here today, but by the grace of God.